everybody. So we are so excited today. We are here to talk about the latest episode of Chesapeake Shores. This is the Chesapeake Chats. This is episode six of season three. And I'm Rachel and Lisa's here. Hi. <laughs> and Casey's here. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about this episode. And uh, so I, I want to say at the beginning of this episode, we had some feedback uh last week as far as our feelings about the season and uh we're going to continue to provide that feedback <laughs> in this episode uh, of our of the podcast and i i just want to make it clear that like we have no uh we're not like haters quote unquote um we you know we love hallmark obviously and we want it to be good and so uh some people i think some somehow some people misconstrue uh criticism as uh being uh being kind of hateful or you're a hater or whatever and that's not actually true like we want the show to be good and we have to be honest there's no point in having a show uh, a podcast if we're not going to be honest with how we feel because that would just be a waste of everyone's time so uh we but we really do love all the cast the crew everybody involved they're amazing uh we just uh we just are going to talk about some of the choices they made and <laughs> and it's going to be really fun it's going to be interesting but uh but yeah so anyway i'll say that up front uh and uh so i'll start talking about are my overall thoughts for this episode and then I'll let you guys share. So I have to say I was extremely frustrated by this episode. There were some cute moments, but I think that almost every single one of those cute moments could have been better if more conflict had been written into the script and had made those cute moments more challenging or more difficult or more of a risk or more uh, of something that uh, is is more of a growth experience uh, because you can have a cute scene of characters doing cute things but that doesn't it doesn't really like mean anything if if they're not growing and expanding as characters and also i think there's things that that because the talent is great they elevated more than the uh, script maybe uh had on paper and so that's my feelings i was pretty frustrated i really think that uh i, I was telling a friend i was a I don't know if I wasn't podcasting, this would be my breaking point where I'm done, I think with this season. Cause I was really frustrated, but I, I'm, you know, I'm still hopeful that they'll turn it around and we'll just see. So I don't know, uh, Lisa, what were your thoughts? Uh, I'm just going to tell you that the only thing that happened this show was that, um, Brie and Simon kissed and David wore an incredible blue sweater and, like leaned over a balcony and looked handsome and that's as far as i'm concerned that's all that happened yeah that's it that's yeah. all that happened nothing else happened nothing else frustrated me at all i'm not super frustrated <laughs> with anything else it was just those two moments and that was the whole hour and that's all that happened yeah good good call that's a very positive way to look at it so casey what about you um uh, it was cute um there uh -huh. were lots of cute moments and i just have to i have to say um, when I love something, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like the best thing ever. And like all this stuff and love, 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 heart, heart, hearts. 
when I say it was cute, <laughs> it's like <laughs> a three star. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. Is, is, um, is that like the equivalent of like, bless your heart? <laughs> you're, 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 like, you're looking so ugly today. Bless your heart. You know, like thing. that is a terrible hat. Bless your heart. Um, I do live in pretty much Florabama. So okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew it. I knew um, it. Very good. So, you know, lots of cute moments, but I'm, I really, at this point, we're, what, episode six, I was really expecting some major conflict. Like, we should be, like, at this, like, climactic point of, like, an explosion about to happen, and it's not coming. It's like, you shake up the bottle of Sprite, and you're just shaking it and shaking it and shaking it, and then you just, like, like you just twist the top just yeah. enough and it's just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, it's like when that Mentos experiment goes wrong you put all those Mentos in you think it's going to shoot up and you put them in and then it just goes and you're like yeah, yeah. and I feel so bad here. saying that because the cast is amazing the thing about conflict is that I uh, that you it's not that you want your characters to be unlikable or to be harping at each other or kind of like conflict that's not what we're talking about we're talking about things happening to the characters that are challenging and them mm -hmm. having to having to respond and and characters making mistakes and them having to forgive each other and or taking risks so a character doesn't know how this is going to uh, end and so they take a risk and uh and so even things that could be conflict and be interesting like mick and megan uh their relationship that could be an interesting conflict because they have all this past all this history but the way it was executed in the script was kind of just like so how are you feeling i'm feeling pretty good how's it going like it wasn't it wasn't done in a way that was really all that compelling. And the only reason that it was sold, we'll talk about it more, but the only reason it, it kind of worked as much as it did was because you have two actors that are at the top of their game that elevate something. But as far as the script themselves, it was pretty pedestrian. And, uh, and it could have been written so that Mick is more conflicted and he's having to figure out how he feels or Megan is more conflicted and having to figure out how she feels instead of just being like, how are you doing? How's it going? <laughs> it's like the um, uh, it's like the uh, the the vultures in Jungle Book. You know, it's like <laughs> I ask you how you're doing, and you say, "How are you doing?" You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Um, that's the problem. That's what we're talking about here. So, do you agree? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's frustrating considering from the first uh, the first season, and I don't, I don't want to like jump right into Mick and Megan because you know we're going to go through the the show, but it's just really frustrating because at the begin at the the first season we see a lot of like where they can't even really hold a conversation without fighting, and you can see all that like past like resentment and like all this stuff that happened before when they were a couple, and like none of their conversations ended well. They would always I don't want to fight with you anymore. I don't want to you know just arguing yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and you knew that there was a lot of history there and we never got to know the history I don't even know really know why they broke up other than he worked hard and she needed to make a choice and she I mean but we don't know and I'm like mm -hmm. let's get into that I don't know it's all very you know mm -hmm. it's all just yeah. very calm now 
I don't want yeah. calm. No. And also there are at least three times in this episode where characters explain stuff that they did that sounded great and amazing and let's do that and let's show it. And mm -hmm. it boggles my mind that we need to spend all of this time with Trace and Abby drama when you could have had the Boston pecs freaking out over Jess. Like, why are we not showing that? Why are we just hearing it? Why aren't we seeing uh, Connor going around and snooping around and finding out all this fun info and like being a mm -hmm. little sleuth guy like we know he is? Like, why are we just hearing them talk about it? That's boring. And so there was kind of two con like two, like they've just just i feel kind of like everybody freaked out and this could be totally wrong i have no idea but there's a side of me that wonders if they just got kind of spooked by the reaction to them killing off jack on one calls the heart and they were like we're not going to do anything that will make anybody upset <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well that's valid i mean right i mean because I mean, in the second just don't kill off Brendan Penny. Don't kill off Andrew Parences. Give them a lot of drama. Just don't kill them off. We'll be okay. Like, in all fairness, I, at least for me, I know I'm probably in the minority. But the problem wasn't them killing Jack. The problem was them sending a Mountie off in three episodes <laughs> after they got married. You know, like if it had, if it had been Jack, you know, dying in Elizabeth's arms. You know, of some horrible like sad tragic disease like that i think honestly i would have been fine like it would have been sad but it would have been it would have been in keeping and feel of the show but the way they did it, it was just like Shah! and uh and so i <laughs> i don't know but that's just that's a whole nother story but i don't know i kind of wonder if they just like lost their nerve it's they just and it's and it's very disappointing because i just i got my hopes up because i felt like there was such potential because mm -hmm. if, if out of all the shows that they are currently airing this is the one that has the most gossip potential the most yeah. really dramatic potential you know not saying that the other ones don't it's just the setting of this one is so you know family drama like yeah. evening soap opera-ish type thing and it's like they could really bring it with you know within reason it's just hallmark but i don't know yeah, like for ex example, if you were going to have the Megan and Mick thing have conflict and drama, make it interesting, then you have you could have Megan start to be interested in another person, and that causes conflict for Mick, and he struggles, and he doesn't know how he feels about it, and and then maybe he then he has to talk to her, and or you could have something happen to Megan that makes him realize that he has feelings, or you could have her, you know him have a scare and have a heart attack or something like that where he realizes he has that much time left you know whatever like you have him have a health scare of some kind uh, that makes him realize and then he he has to figure out his what he wants out of life something like that that's just like conflict instead of like hey how are you doing doing good <laughs> and the actors and actresses are fantastic fantastic it's not like there are these hokey little actors and actresses that can't yeah. act or anything they're sure. amazing give them something give them more give them like you know they they can do a lot and i feel like the script is really holding back their talent yeah um because i feel like they could really um 
pull those emotions out of the audience and just really bring it. It's just that they're not given the opportunity with these storylines um, when they're just like, hey, 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 bro, what's up? Mm. Yeah, agreed. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive into the episode itself. Uh, so we start out with this breakfast scene. Those are always my favorite on the show is when everyone's going in and out, in and out, talking, whatever. We find out that Kevin's going to the firehouse. The Nell is going to this um, flower competition. The Bree is stressed out about her book. Uh, and, but the big thing, I think the, cause we'll talk about all that stuff, but the big sort of reveal is the girls, the girls made the breakfast right? Mm-hmm. And they learned how to make the breakfast from Wes's new girlfriend uh, named Terry. And uh, so they're really excited about her. And I guess this is completely new information for Abby that Wes has a girlfriend. So <laughs> um, it's interesting because we've just talked about them having needing more conflict. This was the only kind of real conflict in the episode so maybe i'll sound hypocritical but i didn't really like this conflict (laughs) um because first of all like so so abby is talking to trace about her feelings about this and like it is super hypocritical of abby to be feeling this way like i can understand some like some awkwardness or whatever but like she literally took her children out of state against the custody order without letting Wes know. And, and yet she's, she's like kind of mad at him for like having a girlfriend. <laughs> what? And, uh, and I, if I was Trace and my girlfriend was making a big deal about her ex having a girlfriend, I'd be kind of like, um do you have feelings for him still like what is this like i would be kind of concerned if i was trace and uh trace is just kind of like okay whatever but i don't know what did you think about this at least to start what do you think about this whole uh drama with wes getting a girlfriend what do you think lisa um i think it would have been way more interesting if we hadn't been sold the perfect relationship between trace and abby if for some reason along these three seasons it had been like hinted at that maybe abby wasn't sure like well you know wes and i did get married we have children together you know but there's never any of that hint we know that she's over him and so none of this makes sense and the only thing that makes sense to me as a mom is yeah that would suck i don't want to share my kids with another person to have them call that other person mom I'd be like uh hold up I'm mom mm-hmm. and I know that's selfish but that's the way I feel now and I'm sure like if this were to really happen in real life I'd find a way to work around it but initially I'd be like uh, psh, uh no I'm mom you yeah. call me mom I don't know what this other you know and that to me is the issue but they didn't for me they didn't catch it like that it was more of like I don't know it's weird he has a girlfriend well of course he does he's a he's a grown man of course yeah. he's gonna get a girlfriend of course he's right. gonna have another relationship and who cares you are doing the exact same thing. You don't think it's weird. This is the first episode where I've, I was team trace. Yes. Everyone can write yeah. it down. This is the first. <laughs> yeah. I agree with yeah. trace. I'm on team trace right now where he's like, yeah, but you're doing the same thing. And I was like, uh, yes, sir. Preach it. She is doing the same thing. And then she tries to say, well, no, that's different. Cause you and I have history. Who cares? It's not different. You're in a new relationship. Your kids have to meet somebody 
in their lives that's new that yeah. is a parent figure and yeah. that's what he's doing too so yeah, yeah she was overreacting she asked him am i overreacting and i said out loud yes you are yes you are, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> them yeah yeah there's no doubt and uh, it and it's not even like I could totally understand the jealousy thing, but she's kind of later on we'll talk about it. But she's kind of mad about the fact that this woman is too perfect and uh, too great. And I'm like, that's that's like a good thing that your daughters <laughs> have like somebody in their life, another person to love them, let alone a new sister. Like, and you need to be the grown up, and you need to be supportive so that your girls. Uh, are able to you know d deal with this and I guess her talking to Trace when the girls are away is fine but like I don't know it wasn't as much that it wasn't as much about the girls I felt it was more about like her feeling competitive against this new love interest yeah. do you agree Casey well I thought it was more about the girls I think okay. it was just the shock of like not okay she obviously hasn't been talking to Wes um, so it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind type of deal. Like, oh, you get the kids on every other weekend kind of thing. Um, but then it's also a weird dynamic too, when you've been so invested in somebody else's life and you, you know, you knew about their past girlfriends or whatever, and then they're all of a sudden dating again, you hear it from your kids and not from your ex. I think mm -hmm. that might've been a little bit of like unnerving too. Like, oh, what do they know? What, what are they thinking? And all this stuff. Yeah. Um, that conflict didn't necessarily bother me because I could kind of see, um, you know, there's the insecurity of what if, you know, what if she's better than I am? What if they call her mom too? Cause I'm there, you know, it's mm -hmm. a possessive thing with your own children. I feel like, um, mm -hmm. but I am glad that at the end when, you know, they were saying goodbye, it wasn't a, you know, me against you thing, you know, it yeah. was kind of an understanding of like, okay, this is going to be a thing and we'll be cool about it and we'll be adults and it'll be a fine. I think it was just the shock um, factor for Abby. Yeah. Um, but again, that storyline, I didn't have too much of a problem with and it was kind of like, kind of at the bottom of my radar. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. There are yeah. other things that were kind of like, Whoa. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it just made Abby look kind of petty to me. It was yes. how I kind of felt about it. And we'll talk about the, the mom guilting that they give to Trace later on. Um, okay, so, uh, so David and Jess are cooking. And, okay, Jess is like handling all the cooking. I know this is a total nitpick. But there is no way that Jess is making croissants. Croissants take like two days and you have to like <laughs> pound the butter in and it's like, it's really hard. I've never even attempted it. And it's like super hard. Like, I think that they should have just done biscuits because biscuits, anyone can make biscuits, right? Pillsbury. <laughs> Like, give me a break. She's not making croissants and she's like taking them out of the oven. And so like, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. But like, so basically the whole, like, I guess this is supposed to be conflict is that Jess is completely self-sufficient now. She doesn't need David, but of course she wants him around and David is like, let's go on a date. So what do we think of this, uh, Lisa? I'm I'm glad. I mean, as much as I like, you know, crazy brain Jess, I mean, I'm glad that they threw this little part into her character where she's like, you know, maybe I don't 
need him like I did before. You know, I don't need him to do every single thing in the B&B. She's learning how to cope on her own and maybe growing up a little bit. And maybe that whole thing in Boston was the catalyst for her realizing, hey, I can do stuff on my own. I don't need anybody, but I do want him around, like you said. So I was glad for it. I mean, I didn't want it to be, you know, I don't want it to be a long drawn out thing, you know, as much as I aim for conflict. I want it to be real conflict, not, no, I'll cook the croissant. No, I'll bake the croissant. I don't want it to be that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Casey? Uh, yes, Jess. Jess is my girl this episode. I was like, wow, you have really grown up. I'm so proud of you. It's <laughs> 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 like being able to handle things. And you're right. You know, maybe it was, like you said, the tech, Boston tech thing was the catalyst to make her prove to herself that, yeah, I don't need my siblings to, or somebody to always like baby me and catch me when I fall. I'm a strong, independent woman. Then we get Nell at this flower festival fair thing and her rival Dorothy and Connor is with her and she kind of sends Connor out to go and find out what kind of flowers Dorothy has. And Connor says he is looking for truth, justice in the American way. So my question is, is Connor secretly Superman? Yes. Yes. yes we agree okay good <laughs> yes good. i just need me to get the glasses <laughs> yeah, that's right and then <laughs> yes this was pretty fun this was my favorite part of the episode was this whole uh this felt almost like a, a plot lining the good witch to me this whole uh i could see like martha getting super sort of jealous of somebody's you know flower whatever and uh, especially if it was somebody from blairsville and uh and they're having like the kind of rivalry and uh and so i i i like that i liked this this whole plot kind of thing i thought it was fun i wish they'd spent more time on it but i enjoyed it what do you think Lisa? i loved it because it was yeah. wealthy women throwing down and the only way they know how with polite polite <laughs> charm and just manners out trying to outmanner each other and i was just i was here for it because yeah. i'm like this is the way southern women fight southern women of certain ages where they fight and they were throwing so much shade at each other and i was like yes bring it all to me yeah. <laughs> i liked it yeah. okay you casey do you like it i love um diane ladd and um Andrew Francis together. I think they're super adorable. Um, and I'm really glad that they put them in a scene together. Yeah. However, um, I really wanted to see the snooping yeah. <laughs> and the, you know, Andrew Francis, like, you know, sneaking around being all like, you know, sleuthing. I don't know what else to say. Just yeah. being sneaky or <laughs> whatever. Um, and then uh, so I remember from Instagram, Andrew Francis posted this picture of him and a stunt double. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's from that scene because he's wearing the blue shirt. They're both wearing the same blue shirt and they both have the hair with the, the hair the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, did y'all cut something out? Did, you know, Andrew Francis do a scene where he had to like tumble and dive and like, you know, poke his head up and I don't know, like what... I just feel like that scene was so, like that that storyline could have used more, and I feel like they cut stuff out, and that's really sad. Yeah, I could have, I would have loved to have had 
some kind of like fight over the trophy or something. I don't know, just something ridiculous like that. I don't know. They, I don't know when you need a stunt double, but it would have been funny. <laughs> some like quirky caper, like like Pink Panther or something, where they're like, where he's all like trying to sneak around. And yes, yeah, that's yeah. that would have been fun. It would have been so fun. And you know, I was thinking they need some dogs on this show. Can you imagine like yes, like happy. some dog dog shenanigans at the at the flower festival? That would have been hilarious. Oh, that would have been cute, right? okay so (laughs) um but yeah i i loved uh there were a lot of scenes when it looked like andrew francis was just about to like bust into laughing which is always fun (laughs) i see that in actors um so then we get kevin and sarah at the firehouse there wasn't that much time spent on this i was a little confused though is he just volunteering at the firehouse okay i didn't get that either no i'm like i don't get it either i didn't realize he worked there i'm like when did he start i don't think he is because he's like oh i applied in chicago i applied in blah blah blah. there's nobody hiring around here oh i thought he was doing rotations for school or something like still doing last semester and they have to do like clinical work or i don't know what they call it in emt world or fire firehouse right okay (laughs) (laughs) Not a loss of okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i that makes sense i was just a little bit confused evidently he can't cook at all and they were like he makes some macaroni and cheese and meatballs I was like that doesn't sound that bad to me <laughs> I'm not. yeah but they should have shown it they should have yes. shown him making the terrible food and yeah. having um what's her face jessica jessica's um yeah. firehouse brothers being like, oh, dude, Sarah, you yeah, you yeah. This- oh, Sarah, Jessica Sipos, yeah, yeah, Sarah, um, you know, you can't cook. Look at this. You want to date him? What? Yeah, that would have been like, fun. That so funny. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't do that though. They had like the weird little moment of like the guys kind of taunting him, but I guess that was just supposed to be sort of fun. So that's fun and. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. I'm like, are they, they're not writing, uh, they're not writing uh, Brendan Penny off the show, are they? Is he going to be, that's what I was thinking. Is he going to be going to get a job in Chicago or something? Mm-hmm. That'll make me <laughs> sad, but that's kind of what I felt like was happening. Yeah. Opening that door. I think so. Now, yeah. Instead of sending him off and then announcing he died. At least it's not a a Mountie coming in with a telegram. I can't. (laughs) He'll go off. Still traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Opening the wounds. Um, All right. So then we get Bree and Simon and they're having like a, a book reading thing at the bookstore and Brie is mad at Simon because Simon put her in his book. And this is the book that she made him write. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I hate Brie. Like Brie's being such a brat and it's not the actress's fault. I'm just so tired of her being ridiculous. Like she's a writer, like, and she's, she's literally put all these people that she knows into her stories. And 
I don't know. Like, and, and she has been nothing like unsupportive about Simon's writing. And he has been nothing but like super duper supportive about her writing. And I, and I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a big fan of the Brie and Simon. Uh, I like the actors, but I just don't think it's being handled very well. I don't know. Lisa, your thoughts? I like the potential of them. Yeah. But one of the, the note that I wrote was Brie, and the, I'm sorry, because I love, I love the characters. My favorite characters are Brie and Jess. There, I said it. Uh-huh. So this was painful to write, but my note said, Brie is turning neurotic and it's kind of getting annoying because it's just too much flying around going, oh my God, oh my God, the manuscript, the manuscript. Okay, settle down. You're, this is what you do. This is your job. You chose to do this, so just do it. But that scene started out really cute because now I can't say what I want to say because this is Hallmark World. So I'll say that Simon was giving her serious let's kiss eyes yeah she was talking and I was like yes and every time they panned to him I was like yeah there they are he's just staring at her and giving her come kiss me eyes and it was I was into it and then all of a sudden she like blew up at him on stage and I'm like what yeah in the moment are you doing terrible but and I don't understand exactly why Simon likes Brie I I mean she's beautiful Amelia is gorgeous I get that but I don't know. They haven't really developed kind of his character to explain like why he's interested like in dealing with all this. I don't know to me. I don't know. What do you think, Casey, about Brie and Simon? Yeah, I'm starting <laughs> to lose the touch. Like I'm starting to lose the feels for them. Yeah. Oh my God. No. Like I like the actors are fantastic. I loved them last season. I thought they had they had a lot of potential, but um yeah, it's just a lot of like you know, petty banter. I don't, I don't know. It's there's not, there's not a lot, whole lot of conflict there for me, um, especially yeah. in the developing oh. relationship. And it's kind of like I like you, you like me. What are we gonna do about that? I don't know. Yeah, let's kiss. <laughs> sure, edit my book. I don't like your edits. I don't like the fact that you used. <laughs> Martin in, in your book it's like ugh. yeah yeah I, agree. Oh. Uh, I don't know so all right and then we get we get Megan and Mick walking and and she just flat out asks him is this a date which seemed pretty bold of her and but I don't know I just feel like that could have been more interesting no conflict, no buildup, no intrigue, no, what does he feel? They were just, he was just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he just walks off. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it okay. was very much like, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go to dinner? Look, somebody just decide. You know what? I realized this whole show is somebody better poop or get off the pot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That was like carrot in front of the horse for me because I was like oh there's another Mick and Megan scene we're gonna have like something I was like yeah. do, do, do. it's like and then there was another scene and I was like oh maybe something else is gonna happen between them maybe they'll be like you know I left you because da, 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 and we're gonna find the huge secret that they've been keeping in nope just chilling yeah just sitting yeah. there like hey we're just exes and we're good with that <laughs> yeah yeah and and then we get trace's dad is retiring 
and Trace is pretty hard on his dad and is just like, oh, your your mom needs you home. You're spending too much time at the office. And like, honestly, in my experience of a lot of couples that I've seen retired, like it's kind of an adjustment. And like the wife oftentimes is like, I can't handle you at the house all the time. Like, go away. It's <laughs> so like, I think Trace is making an assumption here. That like his mother, who have we ever met Trace's mother? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. First season. Okay. But uh, she's, he might be making an assumption here that she wants him at home more. Um, But I don't know. It is. This was fine for me. This Trace and his dad. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the point. We haven't seen or heard from Trace's dad in a very long time. And I'm like, all that time on that, we could have watched Connor skulk around looking for plants yeah, we could have had right. boston pecks arguing about where is david is coming back we could have had something else and i I, I mean i get it i get that all of this little side conversations trace is having with various men in this in chesapeake shores are to establish that yeah. he's gonna pick family over music but i don't think we need that we know we know he's gonna pick family over yeah. music because he's the perfect guy who's always making the right choices i don't think we need right all these little filler bits yeah i mean maybe we should just talk about this here because here's the thing is that like there used to be this whole thing on the uh on the cosby show where uh where elvin would make uh would say really like things like why aren't you working why aren't you at home how how are you able to it would say these kind of things that were like really outdated right to try to kind of make like he wasn't trying to make claire feel guilty but like he was from this old-fashioned perspective and she was from this working mom who could balance everything and was perfect um and (laughs) i feel like in this show they are doing that with trace (laughs) but like he's not um like it's like working mom guilt for like a boyfriend of a character like like he has been so like there for like just because you you're supposed to balance work and home life and home life is the priority doesn't mean that work doesn't matter and that like work should never be the priority and that you should never pick work and that all of your dreams or your career should just be flushed down the tube it's not like just because clara huxable had five children that she should just be like ah sorry law degree bye bye you know like that's not the way that like we work like especially if we're super rich like if we're super rich like we have lots of options with childcare and like making everybody happy and dealing with it and all this stuff and so like i just i i can't like he is feeling so bad about missing a a a snipe hunt that's not even like a scheduled event it's not even like it's you know like because you have in these kind of movies all the time where like there'll be like the big recital right Mm -hmm. and like the working dad's like i really can't be here now and he's like storm out of the conference room and uh, i'm going to be with my family and blah 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 and that's great but this isn't even like that this is just like hey we're hanging out on a friday night and you're not here (laughs) or you could be literally recording your entire album with your band that made a commitment like i just i don't know i just i felt 
frustrated by this whole plot line. I'm like, he is not even married to this woman and he is expected to abandon his entire career. Uh, I don't know. Casey, what do you think? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, yeah. It's, it's not like, okay. He's not like a Taylor Swift where he's going to be doing a, tours around the country for like, you know, a straight 10 months. He's not like a famous actor who's doing, you know, four Hallmark movies in, you know, a matter of eight months, you know? He's just, he's just, you know, a rising star. If he wants to, you can still do tours, just limit them a month in a regional area. You don't have to record in Nashville. You can record in your hometown. Uh, You know, just like the show that we, the movie, uh, Wedding of Dreams. Yes! She's famous. She's famous. She was big in the 80s or whatever, and they brought her back. This little Youngston, Ohio, who who knows where the heck that is. Everybody knows where Chesapeake is, but Youngston, Ohio, she has a little recording studio. It'll be fine. Um, And just the whole, let me, I also have to throw this out there because I worked in a recording studio. But what recording studio in the 21st century doesn't have a backup server for when your stuff crashes? You don't save it on a computer. You save it on a server or a backup hard drive or something. You don't just save it to the computer. Like there's a lot that goes in there. And like you don't just record like as far as I know, like it takes a long time even to record like one song. Yeah. You have to do, you have, yeah, it takes a long time. When I worked in the recording studio, it took like about nine months to record a CD of like um, 12 songs. And you have to, you have to sing all the parts. You have to record the different, like, um, like the soprano, alto, tenor, bass. You record them together you record them separately you put them together it's like there you don't just do that in a 24 hour time span you don't even just do one song in a 24 hour time span like when I worked in the recording studio it was like a couple weeks maybe just because and then the music especially if you have to like if you're playing the instruments and you know you want to make sure you don't have any feedback background noise all this stuff and I'm like what why (laughs) what is going on with this i don't understand it was absurd and frustrating and lisa what do you think i mean i feel like there's an obvious solution to everyone's problem here and that's trace just goes to nashville and records and abby's like okay i'll call up douglas and start that relationship (laughs) boom yeah yeah (laughs) like Dobby bringing it back there like, it is honestly one on the board next week this is the way she's he's gonna be when like I don't know his, it's just so frustrating because like last week he's saying that oh I need to show you how I feel and or that you matter to me and literally the week before the day before whatever he had done this huge thing in this museum like if I was in a relationship, that whole museum thing would carry me for like six months of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least. Okay. Can I just tell y'all this on a personal note? Like, okay, I turned 40 and my 40th birthday present, I was excited because I thought, okay, they'll do something big. Uh, my husband bought me a ticket to Paris. Paris. Hello. By myself, I get to go on a oh. 
adult only trip to Paris. And you know what? He never has to find me anything ever again. Done. That's right. Done. <laughs> and I'm like, so. No, thank you. But I say that because I'm like, that's it. Done. I'm not expecting anything else ever again. Because I'm like, that was the top. She'll, that's it. And so, yeah, Trace has done like 900 Paris trips in the six, seven, you know, six episodes. And I'm like, yeah. the equivalent of that. And I'm like, Shh, he's flying all around trying to meet her. He's bringing her on tour. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Trying, he's like trying to fly home just to read bedtime stories to her kids. And settle down. Don't we feel like Abby? Let's have some wine and talk about relationship expectations. Yeah. Well, and let's all agree Lisa has hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> For me. Richard. Well, no. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, that'll be amazing. I'm just saying, like that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that'll set that I'm done. That sets yeah. me for yeah. the next till my 80th. And then on the 80th, I'll be like, okay, I want something big again. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was Trace, I would have run long ago. But uh, anyway, I I just, I was like, they are completely working mom guilting him and it's not okay. And, (laughs) um, but yeah. To be fair to Abby though, in the last episode or two, has she really like mom guilt Trace into feeling this way though? Because I didn't get that vibe. I feel like this is all him personally internal, like his internal guilt. Um, because I just haven't seen Abby go, Oh, Trace, I just wish you could go snipe hunting with the girls. It would just break their hearts. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we did have that moment in Dallas where she was a little like depressed, which I guess I can understand. But I mean, I, I haven't really seen her you know self-inflict guilt or guilting trace i they feel like trace is more self-inflicting the guilt yeah because it is mostly the girls that are saying like uh you know are you gonna be here you're not gonna be here or whatever and and then they're the ones that call yeah but the, even the girls are just like oh you're not gonna be here okay we'll be sad bye see ya love you yeah yeah it's not like oh good. she's gonna be here I'm going to go ahead and say that's false because my kids are about the same age and they couldn't care less. They're like, oh, yeah, goodbye. Also, also, I don't know if these people really understand what a snipe hunt is because a snipe hunt is a prank. It's a joke. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're scheduling them on the regular. They're like, hey, we're going to do this again. It's not like a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard anybody have snipe hunt as a hobby. But anyway, so, okay, well, <clears throat> so we've already talked a lot about some of those other things, but, um, uh, so, uh, it, t- it turns out they meet Terry. It turns out she is Miss Marvel, the lifestyle blogger. <laughs> and I said on Twitter that you always have to be suspect of bloggers and podcasters. We know that. <laughs> um, but I don't know, this kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I felt like, abby her prob i don't know that like she was taking something that should be a blessing and turning it into a problem and she seemed perfectly nice and i mean her prop her main problem with her seemed to be that she was too perfect and i'm like that's not a real problem like that's like a blessing i don't know i but but i do like the actress who is playing uh terry and i feel like her and wes have pretty good chemistry from Mm -hmm. a little bit we've seen 
So I'm hoping that, um, what do you think, what do you think is going to happen with this relationship? Uh, Ruth Hill tweeted out that she, she doesn't feel like Terry will be long for the show, um, that she won't last. Uh, but I don't know if I agree. What do you think, Casey? Oh, I thought they were going to get married. They had a cute little, you know, family right there. Yeah. Brady Bunch family with the daughter and all that. And she did seem perfectly nice and she initiated a hug and she didn't seem malicious and I didn't get any red flags from her. I mean, I was expecting the red flags. I was expecting her to be like Gabrielle, the first girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's why Abby's like apprehensive because of what's this terrible track record. (laughs) I mean, aside from like. I forgot about that, Gabrielle. Um, Yeah. So what felonies has this one committed? (laughs) Wes, way to bring her in. She seems super nice to me as well. And just from this season, I would be shocked if they all of a sudden throw in some conflict like that with like. Terry being some horrible person I don't see that happening but who knows maybe Ruth will be right um okay then we have that um that uh Megan gets I wrote down Barbara (laughs) 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 Megan gets an offer to curate a exhibit at the Met and there's this conflict of like well uh should she take it should she not take it does mick not want her to take it does mick want her to take it and what does that mean um and i totally think she should take it i mean there are tons of people who do the commute from dc to new york and especially if it's just like a temporary exhibit it's not like this is you know that like people love offering these women amazing jobs and like uh Mm -hmm. And they and I don't know. Just work is an interesting situation for their brains, but like she should totally do it. And, and if you don't want to take the train, because you can get to from DC to to New York City in under three hours. If you don't want to take the train, you could take the you could fly, and it'd be there in less than that time. No they problem. Can fly her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it would be like an hour. No big deal. Hour and a half. It's it. This is totally doable. No problem. Mm-hmm. you agree yeah yeah uh, it's just it's a again it's it's i feel bad in saying this but it's just a nonsense conflict yeah. because take it what you're a grown woman and all your kids are adults and you're not married to anybody here and yeah. take it yeah agree mm-hmm. take yeah. it yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. I, I think they're making up this conflict because what's going to happen is she's going to read Bree's book and then she's going to be like, peace out, you guys. You guys obviously do not care about me. And that's going to be the conflict mm-hmm. and something terrible is going to happen like a train derailment and Megan's going to be on that train. And then <gasps> season four. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh. No. <laughs> she's going to live. We love our <laughs> <laughs> Got our Mountie with the cliffhanger. I, mean, I, I just think it's gonna be like they're gonna get. It's gonna be like the Kevin cliffhanger, except it's gonna be a legit cliffhanger because it's gonna be a whole year before we find out does she or does okay. she not survive. Listen up, Hallmark. If you're listening and this happens and this really goes down, you need to put in all caps at the bottom. She lives. Don't worry. <laughs> we got other stuff planned for her. Yeah. Right. 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 Don't be doing this again. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, we are we do know that she's reading the book next week, or at least she's being told to read the book next week. We know, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I could definitely see some kind of conflict and uh, in, in there, and I think it probably could be juicier, but it'll be something at least. So we'll see. And with and Mick, I will be very oh. disappointed if they just threw this little baby conflict in there just to throw it and nothing stems from it. I will be very disappointed. Yeah. Very disappointed. Write down your predictions now. Casey (laughs) predicts. Train crash. Train crash. Okay. Ruth predicts uh, that Terry won't be long in uh, the show. So, all right, here we go. Um, So here's the thing about, uh, about David and Jess is that like we really know almost nothing about david when you think about it like last season we we didn't we have no idea why did he become a chef why and how did his parents react i would like to know that i would like to know um how he if they completely cut him off financially and how he dealt with that what has been their relationship in the past um all we know is that he is a chef. Why did he pick Chesapeake Shores? Why not somewhere closer to home? What was he, you know, why not somewhere in, he could have gone to California. We we know nothing about him, except for that he's pretty. Right? And that he wears that blue sweater very well. Yes, he does. (laughs) We all agree. I was like, oh, hello, sir. (laughs) Come lean on my porch in that sweater, yeah. And so we've gotten interesting, we've gotten fun scenes with them, but they would be funner, more interesting than if he was more than just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Yeah, I, I, I want to know, like, why he hid the fact that he was a Boston Peck for so long. Like, yeah. you know, there's the part, what, like, second season when he was actively trying to get not, uh, just not to figure out who he was or where he was he's was just like oh yeah he's very secretive and for a while there you're like well what is he is he like an arms dealer is he like a secret spy like what's happening here and you find out oh he's just really wealthy yeah. i'm like okay. <laughs> well and i'd like to know how does he feel like what does he like to do is for his job why does he does he like cooking is that what he wants to do or does he just right. literally want to be sort of the manservant of jess his whole life like what is going <laughs> Uh, i i don't know it's just not interesting and it's cute but it's not interesting the scene we got this scene where they're all eating dinner which was a really nice scene and the rich people in their in their their dinner parties are always so envious but it felt like it should be the end of the episode it was a little oddly structured right because like mick is giving this toast May you always be healthy and may your home always be too small to hold all of your friends. And he gives this toast. And it felt like that it was, I thought it was just sort of odd being in the middle of the episode because that felt like such an ending kind of a thing to me. But it was a cute moment. I liked that. And everybody's happy and the family's happy. And so, yeah, and Wes and Terry were there. Everybody's there. So, I don't know. Connor, Casey, wasn't it you that tweeted out Connor needs somebody at the table with him? Yes, I was that person. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Connor. It was like you look around and everybody 
And then Connor's at the kids' table. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that Connor, would you agree that aside from people, I guess there are people who are really invested in Trace and Abby, but I don't know. I feel like amongst at least my friends that Connor is the most popular character. Hmm. I, I, mm, what, like with women? Because he's very attractive right yeah because andrew francis but he's just had the most story he's been the most interesting um yeah i mean because he's the one that's actually showing that he has other emotions other than perfection right exactly i don't know who knows we'll see let us know in the comments yeah i feel like there are a lot of justin david fans too Mm, i think they're starting creeping up on trabby right right uh so anyway um simon tells brie i like your writing but more than that i like you and i don't want to give that up and my question was why does he like brie i really don't know <laughs> but you're right because she's awful to him <laughs> uh yeah i don't know so all right and uh and then uh, I mean, she's really beautiful, so I guess. Uh, and you get that scene. I did kind of like the scene with Abby and uh, Megan washing dishes, and it looked like she was about to break those dishes in half. She was like, <laughs> 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 like I just think it wasn't the fine china. Um, and uh, but it was a sweet moment because Megan talks about how she felt leaving, having Nell raise her kids. And I thought that was pretty pretty well done moment mm-hmm. agree yeah, very short lived though <laughs> <laughs> hey i take what i can get <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i left y'all it sucks okay so could you hand me the other dish and it's like <laughs> would you we could just have a whole episode on this right mm-hmm. everything else let's we just should. dive into this we should have a whole we should have multiple episodes that's what i thought yeah we're gonna have after talking to barbara i thought we were gonna have like um and uh so yeah we had connor and nell david and jess kevin and sarah all explaining conflict and not actually experiencing it and then megan and mick saying maybe we could build a bridge new bridge and i just said this could have been structured in a way that adds conflict and drama instead it's just kind of boring so i don't know it was cute enough because the actors were good yeah I feel like this episode would have been a good, like, episode two. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like had this been way earlier, I would have been like, oh, I I feel like my feelings would have been a little different. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. that would be, like, the bridge to all the major conflict, right? Yeah. Aside from the fact that they were talking about all their conflict instead of, like, showing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just, like, this is episode six. Next week is seven seven eight nine ten there's still yeah. episodes left like how much more i mean unless they're gonna literally bomb drop something like mm-hmm. what, what else is there gonna be we're we gonna talk yeah. about the book megan's gonna cry and leave and then the end like you know i'm just kind of yeah. like because mm. if we think about like previous seasons we had like conflict in kevin getting injured and mm-hmm. dealing and then with georgia that was like 
decent at least you had trace dealing with his accident and not wanting to go out on the road again because he felt he had this remorse and and would his band members be able to forgive him like that was at least something you know and he had conflict with his dad and then you had uh you had uh the um <laughs> i mean even if it was ridiculous you still had nell and uh and um Dylan O'Malley. O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> it was something. And uh, you had uh, the... Megan um, and Jess was a really big one. Yes. And you had Connor with his job. Mm-hmm. And what is he going to do? Is he going to quit the job? And, and what, how's that going to feel? And how's his dad going to react to that? There's just... I can't think of anything out of all those things that I just said. I can't think of a single thing that even comes close to being as compelling this season as any of those plot points. Mm-hmm yeah right okay so we did get a cute moment to nell and dorothy they get their prizes their rewards and connor's kind of watching on he's afraid that she's gonna like expose dorothy but um uh but she just says it's not trophies or the ribbons it's the friendships that are the true rewards of life so that was cute i thought yeah i thought it was cute um and then we did get two cute kisses i like i like uh, david and jess with their sort of walking kiss it was like a moving kiss that was fun (laughs) i enjoyed that and then we get the kiss with simon he says there's only one clever thing to do and it doesn't involve words that was pretty good you like that lisa i watched it way too many times for it to be healthy and then sc home sent out that little um little clip of it and i sure did right click and save and watch it a bunch more and i'll tell you why i mean it's not like they're my super most favorite they're my second favorite after david and jess Uh um because earlier i said you know this show is a lot about okay pooper get off the pot and he did he was like all right I'm doing it. And he just walked right up to her and just did it. And I'm like, that's what we need. Yeah. We need some decision making. We need some, this is it. We're doing it. Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's, you know, we're going to, I don't know, take the boat out, whatever it is, just, just make a decision and let's run with it. And we'll deal with the consequences later. Everyone's like, just, you know, pussyfooting around trying to make everything perfect. And I'm like, just do it. And he did it. And it was great. And I watched it. Yeah, it was fun. Do you like that, Casey? Yeah. I mean, it was cute. I will give them that. (laughs) I just need some more. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Okay, good. And uh, so uh, then you have Trace inviting his dad to uh, the the baseball game and says he understands and he wants to be a good father to uh to the girls and that's really cute and that's why i would be shocked if like abby and after all of this i would be so surprised if they end up breaking up in any kind of meaningful way Mm -hmm. trace and abby like that would be super mean after him like (laughs) devoting himself to like these children like this like that would be pretty mean Mm -hmm. um so that i don't feel like it would make sense with the writing and uh yeah and so yeah and then we just ends with megan joining mick on the boat and i guess that mick and connor have been like working on the boat like is it finished he said he's like bringing in a crane to like do some final stuff and then it would be ready and i'm like i wish we could have seen that yeah all their conversations healing the wounds while working on the boat and drinking beers and 
Agreed. Yeah. But anyway, they're on there, and then we get a final scene with Abby and Terry shaking hands. I also forgot to say, I thought it was super hypocritical of Jess to be casting shade on Terry uh, before she's even met her when she had just been super critical of the pecs for prejudging her and thinking she wasn't good enough for their son. You think she'd be the one to be like, Abby, give her a shot. Like, maybe they're in love. Like, you know, believe in true love. Good call. Yeah. Good catch. Anyway, there you go. So they shake and they shake hands and uh, we will see where it all goes. But in next week, the big thing is the reveal of the book for uh, Megan. So we'll see how she responds. I mean, the book, <laughs> which version of the 700 that Bree's been toting around town? I wonder which one. I think it's going to be draft four. Gonna get her. Draft four. Do what? Draft four. It's draft four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know this book sounds super boring i'm not convinced like with this wallace the fisherman whatever that likes flounder I, it's, it doesn't sound too exciting for me but hopefully it will be good um i don't know so yeah this one was a miss and i'm getting very frustrated and i just want dishy fun drama and i <laughs> i don't I don't know. It's just frustrating. I, I just feel like the problem is the writing. It's not the actors. It's mm-hmm. not the production really at all. It's just the writing is not creating compelling situations where characters have to make choices and they, then they have to face the consequences of those choices and then they have to work it out. And that's interesting. And there's too much talking and not, uh, um, so much, too much telling and not showing. And <laughs> mm-hmm. so, that's my feeling uh, and uh so sorry about that if uh, and uh, so let us know in the uh in the comment section if you disagree with us if you're really enjoying this season please explain to us why we'd love to know and maybe what we're missing uh, and also you know let us know on twitter what you think what we've said and how we broke down the episode and if you saw things differently we'd love to hear right oh yeah yeah exactly tell us how many times you watch that brie simon kiss okay thanks yes <laughs> <laughs> so there you go and uh and so thank you so much for joining me to talk about this one we still had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun so i appreciate it and so lisa where can people find you i am on instagram and twitter as girl gone hallmark great and casey what about you you can find me on twitter at hallmark my words great and you can find me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube and make sure you're following the podcast at homework is pod on instagram and on twitter and if you can put in your reviews on itunes we really really appreciate it because that helps more people to find us and uh, and on stitcher and other things if you're watching on youtube give us a thumbs up we really appreciate that and uh yeah we hope you enjoyed our interview this week on monday with tyler walzak who is an amazing cinematographer that was so much fun for me i've always wanted to talk to a cinematographer so i had a ball doing that i hope you enjoy it and then uh we are and we talked about the garage mysteries with ruth hill uh, on the regular podcast episode. So hope you enjoyed that. Uh, so lots of fun stuff this, uh, weekend on Hallmark channel, we have love and design with, uh, Danica McKellar and, uh, and, uh, and Andrew Walker. So we're all very excited for that for sure. 
And uh, so that one should be a highlight of the year, hopefully. And uh, so let us know again what you think. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. -bye.